Happy New Year, Max. Hey, Happy New Year. I hate New Year's. It's 2018. Uh, yeah. It sounds so futuristic. That's a you good know? point. I mean, I remember watching movies back in the day, and every time I was in the future, it was always, you know, 2018. Right. Oh, yeah. You you're, you're talking about the year itself. Yeah, and uh, here we are, and it's like, okay, well, it's just present day. It doesn't feel futuristic. Yeah, and there, there really hasn't been much no. change or growth It feels in like the we're world. going backwards. Way, actually. way, way backwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like New Year's. I don't. I, I swear, it gets more and more boring. I'm, I, I never stay up anymore. Yeah. I mean, I used to when I was a, a dumbass. I'm still a dumbass, but I don't stay up to celebrate a new year of shit. You don't even make it to midnight? No! You do? I oh, do. Oh, yeah, because you go hang out with Hunchoki and Hapapa, and you guys make tapas and stay up until midnoto. We do. I don't do that shit. <laughs> midnoto. <laughs> you, you know what? Our tradition these days... Every New Year's, I'd say for the past three, uh, watch about six or seven episodes of Cops. Well, we're up in the you know wine country, of course. This time we were in Los Olivos. We had dinner at the Hitching Post. So we go back to the hotel and we watch six or seven episodes of Cops, and then we're in bed by 10.30. You guys are just old, basically. We, yeah, it's just, what is the point of staying up? For what? To watch the ball drop? Uh, I don't know. It's could... my worst night. Did you see the ball drop? I did not. No. So what did you do? Uh, <laughs> I was on a cruise ship. That's right. <laughs> you cannot bring that up yet. Right. You cannot bring that up yet. We. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this story. That's so great. We have to start with some bad news, though. Oh, I was going to talk about screener season. Go well, ahead. Let's 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 at least get the the Jesus. bad stuff, and then we'll go up. We'll start down and go up. Right after the New Year's. Jesus, you're and, a grim fucker, man. Well, it's just reality. You know, we could talk about modern day society. And that's Happy grim. New Year. Let's talk about the guy who died. Well, but he's important. Of course he's important. Well, we have to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I just it. didn't think we'd be talking about it so Well, soon. I'm thinking we go low and then we end up. Okay. You don't want to end, you know, start up and then end Listen, on a downer. any way you want to go with it, man. We have to honor. Yes. Hilton oh. Silverman. Oh. Uncle Hilton unfortunately Why did died. I die. I died of blood cancer. It sucked, but I'm glad to be gone because I'm soaring through the cosmos in spite of who you are. Amazing dude, man. He was in our family. And and he is your stepmom's brother. Brother. Right. And what's so funny is, I was thinking about this, you, you entered this family through like the back door. You, right. you're, you're lucky. Like, your dad married Sheila, who is related to Hilton and whose nephew is my stepdad, Tom. So that's, that's a back door. I had to go right into the family, because Tom was like in the heart of it. He was one of the Silverman children. Right. You know, he married my mom, and then boom, next thing you know, I am in the relatives. You're in. Yeah. I'm actually surprised I didn't get any shit for not going out to Colorado to go to the service. Uh, I have no idea why you didn't get shit. You might get shit later. Probably. Yeah, there's probably going to be post-shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> but going back... So who was Hilton? Hilton is my stepmother's brother. Right. So he's my uncle, and he was a, uh, uh, I don't know, you can call me. He was, a, he, he, he was a He was a swami. Mystic. He was a mystic, swami. He was a healer. Zen master, soothsailer, sailor. A soothsailer. Uh, yes. Um, you know, just a guy who was in the cosmos. Yeah. And now he's literally in the cosmos. Yeah. Looking down and probably going to be, I don't know, a, a spirit guide to... Uh, 
to everybody up there. Yeah, he was my Yoda. He right. was my Jedi Master growing up. I met him when I was 11, and he terrified the crap out of me. Because, you know, my stepdad starts dating my mom. I don't like my stepdad back then. I love him now. But, you know, who's this guy dating my mom? What's a Jew? Like, I didn't know what a Jew was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a bagel was. Right. I didn't know what... The whole culture. The whole culture was. Baruch I didn't know Yiddish. But that's better than most Jews. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I got into this family of my stepdads, and it made me like my stepdad more. But the first time I ever met Hilton was at your stepmom and dad's, you know, your dad and your dad's house. And uh, boy, oh boy, Hilton lived in Colorado, so he'd fly out here to see clients. You know, he would like hide them in a room. And, <laughs> well, let's go back. He had clients because yeah. he was kind of a spiritual, psychic right. advisor yeah. to people. Yeah, and he was very effective. I mean, people came and saw him, paid him money. Oh, a lot. Help me. Yeah, and he did. He would he would put you in a dark room, and he'd go. Breathe deep. You will be fine. All will be well. It doesn't matter. That's what you would be paying for. Right. To have this little bearded man (laughs) who wore hospital scrubs, you know, make you feel so good. Right. Feel connected to something. So he would come and stay at your uh, dad's place. Right. And what was so great is uh, I went over there for the first time. I don't know why I was there, but, you know, Hilton is swimming naked in the Black Bottom pool. Do you remember that pool? No. I remember the pool. I don't remember a naked Hilton. Oh, Hilton. They're always naked. They're, they're right. total hippies. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember a lot of nudity. I just yes. don't remember him being naked. Oh, God. First, the first time I saw him, he was naked. Okay. And he's in the pool. And, I, you know, I'm 11. And he's looking at me and he goes, take off your clothes. Get in the water. We don't wear suits here. And scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I, was, I was raised going to Zuma Beach wearing trunks. Right. I, I didn't know anything about skinny dipping. But I was like, okay. And I'm, I'm a little boy. I was like, is this guy going to like, right. is he a pedo? Yeah, it's going to, you know, is he <laughs> the Kevin Spacey of the 70s? Yeah. But he was surrounded by chicks. Right. You know, even though he was married to, you know, Aunt Linda. And uh, I, I got in the water with him. But boy, as, as time went by... I uh, got so close to him because he'd come out and start staying at our house. And that's when he started to see clients like Carrie Fisher Mm -hmm. and Terry Garr and Carrie Fisher's mom, Debbie Reynolds, and Michael Phillips, the producer of Taxi Driver, and, uh, oh, God, Brad Davis, the star of Midnight Express. And they would come over. They would come over and hang out just like people. Right. And I knew who these people were because I was starting to get into cinema. And Brad Davis, the star of Midnight Express, because of Hilton... Came and saw one of my plays. Oh, cool. And I met Carrie Fisher a bunch of times. And But then as I started to get closer to Hilton, he became my mystic leader. Right. He taught me things, man. I tell you what. I was 16, 17 years old. I had my high school girlfriend, Lisa. Lisa, her parents were so uptight. But for some reason, after they talked to Hilton and Linda... My girlfriend's parents allowed her to fly out to Colorado with me and stay with Hilton and Linda wow. at their beautiful cabin up in the mountains of Golden, Colorado. Are you kidding me? I was fucking this chick under their roof, and they were welcoming of it. Right. Because it was all, they were hedonists. It was all about life is beautiful. 
have sex, swim naked, get in the hot tub, have some weed. <laughs> yeah, which sounds amazing. They're hedonists. It's They're the way hippie. life should be. Yes. Just enjoy life until you go. I'd wake up in the morning. Where's my girlfriend? She's out on the sun deck in the mountains with Linda, stark naked, hanging out. And I'm like, this is the life. So one night, dude, I'm standing out on the balcony with Hilt. And he had a study because he worked with crystals and he did all this amazing stuff. And we're overlooking this beautiful, I'm not going to cry on this show again. We're overlooking this beautiful valley at night full of fog because he was way, way up there in the mountains. And Hilton used to wear this black cloak with a hood on it. It was so scary. <laughs> Even walking around his house? Yeah, just he's like, <laughs> I want to show you. Well, we were doing some mystical, so he, work, metaphysical work together. Right. I want to show you something. Okay. You can believe me or not, but I'm telling you, this is what happened. We stood out on the balcony. It must have been 30 degrees overlooking the dark valley at night. There's clouds underneath us because we're that's how high we were mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, high in our minds. And full moon looking over the clouds. And Hilton just stands there and goes and summons, summonses, summons. The coyotes and wolves of the canyon. Like the whole fucking valley. And I, I am chilled to the bone just thinking about it now. No joke. I look over at Hilton and he's standing there. I wish you could see this, but you know, because it's a podcast, you can't. But just picture a little, a little round Jewish man with a beard in a dark cloak standing there with his arm spread going and summoning the wolves. Lorenzo, so help me, his eyes were iridescent. Wow. They were like, the pupils were gone. It was just weird light shining out of them. It's like a Stephen King film. Yes. And, and I felt like a power I've never felt before. And I'm like, something's wrong. It didn't feel wrong. It was right. just like, this isn't how, this isn't normal. He just tapped into an energy. He went, and I'm like, that's what you wanted to show me? I wanted to run out of there because, you know, I like horror movies. I right. was like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So that was like a really... Well, he was a powerful guy. Yeah. And, and- it's too bad. He, he had all these great powers. But, you know, Hilton, the guy never had a job. You know? <laughs> he, well, he, he just kind of lounged around, yeah. got high, saw a couple clients here and there, and uh, basically uh, hung out his whole life. He could have done a lot more with that power is. Probably. Probably. I think he know. got a little bitter. So... When I got married, I'm sorry, I'm jibber-jabbering so much. Uh, when I got married, you remember Halloween wedding, and it was October 31st, 1999, and it was a beautiful Sunday, and Hilton was our officiate. So we got to spend time with him. He married my wife and I. Uh, he totally got his license to do so in the state of So he thought this was going to be his new career. He's like... Get me more people to marry. And I'm like, Hilton, first of all, I got married on Halloween. No one does that. Secondly, all of my friends are not getting married on Halloween and having your weird ass there. <laughs> in, you know, in, your, in your black <laughs> cloak and hood. Staff and like, iridescent like eyes. Like Gandalf or something. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah. he was a great guy. And you know, like a lot of people, he, he said, I don't feel well one day. And then he was dead three weeks later yeah it was you know really it was very weird. very sudden very very sudden so you just never know when your last day on earth is and you have to like like you did you just have to enjoy life until you can't yeah and he did cancer took he did live his fast. life to the end you know what's as much crazy as he could. 
he he helped so many people. I mean, my God, it's who true. I consider my grandma was my stepdad's mom, Phyllis, his sister Phyllis, aka Faggy. Do you know why they called her Faggy? No, I don't either. Anyhow, I uh, think it's her. It might be her Jewish name. Oh, is that it? I think so. Okay. Well, I loved her so much. She was amazing. Loved all the siblings. I love your stepmom, Sheila, of course. And, yeah. Uh, all the siblings are great, but um. But Hilton, of course, was I had a very dear bond with him. And, uh, you know, he was starting to help her when she got sick. And, and then he went to this place where he was kind of helping people to the other side. And he absorbed a lot of death. Like, he would just go hang out in hospitals. He would tell me. Right. I go to hospitals now, and I help people see themselves to the other side. Dude, we're going to end this show, if you don't mind, with a track from an album I produced sure, uh, called Life Force, and it's like a meditation record. You did a meditation record with Hilton? With Hilton. I directed him. I co-wrote it with him. Yeah. Oh, so hang did, out to the end of this. Did you listen to that e- track that I, I posted? On- I, I listened a little bit, not the whole thing. How could you? It was one minute long. Okay, then I listened to the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. We're going to end with a track from that album. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get, hear You'll, you'll get a voice. gist of Hilton. But no, he was working... And it might help everyone listening ascend to the other side. Absolutely. So he was helping more people with illness and like really bad illness. Like the Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Just absorbing their their shit. Completely. And I think that had a lot to do actually with his demise and his saying that his mantra became, it doesn't matter. But um, towards towards the end there, uh, the last time I saw him in California, he came out and I don't know why I was doing this, but I I had a couple side gigs where I was helping uh, dying people. I was just being their assistant, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I fell into it, but I I did it with a few people, and then I wound up with this lady named Marlene, and she was kind of a makeup artist and kind of lived in this weird little apartment just a block away from me, actually, but I started to see her, and she had no money, so I took little to no cash under the table just to kind of help her out Mm -hmm. with errands and shopping and whatever. And I said to her one day, because she, she was fairly open to like mi- the mystic arts, and I said, hey, I, I, my uncle is coming to town, and he's a real trip, and he, he helps people with their cancer, and he helps, she had stage four lung cancer. Oh. He helps people with their uh, illness, and she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll see him. Okay, well, he, he charges this much, but I can get you the friend and family rate, whatever. I said, the only thing I asked Hilt, because I, I kind of brokered this deal of him to come over to maybe potentially help Marlene. The only thing I asked Hilton is if I could watch him in action, like in a full session. Sure. Just don't get too freaked out. I'm like, okay. So basically, I'm sitting there in Marlene's apartment, and she's sitting in a director's chair with her eyes closed. And Hilton is kind of walking around her and telling her things that should be thinking about and seeing and, you know, using your third eye and... He put her in this really relaxed state or whatever, and it seemed fine. So he leaves, and I drove him over. So he, he steps outside, and I just wanted to check in with her. And I said, how you doing? She goes, I can't believe you just brought death into my house. <laughs> oh. Like she saw Hilton as death incarnate. Oh, like, she saw him as pushing her closer yes, to death. Yes, which she needed to be pushed. I guess so. Lorenzo, she was fighting death. I see. And as a result, she was going bankrupt. She was... You know, doing everything but chemo and doing everything but radiation and all the, you know, she was doing all kinds of crazy herbs and oils and spices that went nowhere. They didn't do anything for her. This actually helped her. And it wasn't too long after that she succumbed. Really? Yeah. So he actually did push I her. I think so. And probably made, uh, probably, I mean, it's bad that she died, but it was probably for the best. Yeah. And I saw that dude in power. I saw him mm-hmm. work with her. So right. uh, a very cherished, special right. fella. Right. And I found out, 
you know, I'm up in wine country. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I was hoping I could still get out there and see him before he passed. Right. But man, no, he was he was gone. It just happened too quickly. Yeah. Well, we I found out on a cruise ship. <laughs> which you know kind of put a malaise over the you the went experience. on your first ever <laughs> mexican riviera cruise i went because of my parents of course it, it wasn't something that i sought to do yeah but this isn't what you do it's not what i do it's not my first choice regarding travel or <laughs> so how was um, it it As was a man who's been all over the world Airbnb. Let me let me preface swimming with whale sharks. Right. Let me preface by saying the 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 underlying layer of the whole thing. I made my parents very happy. Oh, good. My parents are Vic and Sheila, and they were very happy. And, <laughs> and their their wedding anniversary is New Year's Eve. We were all together on the oh, cruise ship for that. New Year's. They were very happy. My dad right. kept saying, "I'm so happy we're all together." Yeah. And that's great. Take the most mediocre Las Vegas hotel casino. Oh God. With all of the people that frequent that casino. Yeah. Put it on its side and throw <laughs> it in the ocean. And that's what it was. <laughs> to it, be fair, you went on a carnival cruise. I went on a that's carnival cruise. That's sort of cruise. like the ass end of cruise well, liner. Well, I have nothing to compare it to, and I don't want to ever <laughs> compare it to anything else because I'm not we going. Sh- we should mention that before we went on the cruise, you went on the cruise. I didn't go. Um, we went out to dinner with right. our wives. Yes. And then we went back to my place, and I showed you an episode of The, of love, the boat. love Boat. So was it like The Love Boat? I would have so much Love being on the love boat so much better. Um, you know, there. I mean, there's pros and cons. All right, it, take me through the process. You the, get on the ship. You get on the ship. and you I mean, s- I've done this, but for our audience, your perspective. My perspective. I mean, Your cabin. My cabin, it was very small. <laughs> I told you that. You know, it's really small. Of course, you have a balcony. It looks over the water. Okay. Fine. I didn't have that. Well, I did. On any I, of my cruises. I did spring extra for the That's balcony. Nice. I thought, you know, if anything, I want to look at the That's ocean. That's very nice. But every, you have to admit that part was amazing. It was nice. It was nice. We saw whales from the balcony one oh. day. That was cool. Um, but everyone kept telling me, you know, it's a big cruise ship. They have these amazing stabilizers. You're not going to feel what's a anything. stabilizer. Oh, you like, got sick. No, I didn't get sick. But we felt every single oh, movement. No. We felt every wave. And really, the every single room, whether it was a restaurant or whether it was a theater. Everything shook like a five, a five point earthquake. Oh god! It was like being in a five point earthquake for a week. Did you take Dramamine? No, I didn't. It didn't affect me that much. There was one night where it was swaying back and oh, forth. God, no. It felt like you were rolling on. That's not what you. Want. And I woke up with a headache, but it was not pleasant. It didn't rock you to sleep at night. No, no, no. You had to fight it to try to. Tweak out your mind so you could go to sleep. Oh my God! So it wasn't that wasn't pleasant. I have to admit, the besides it being on the ship wasn't not my thing. The staff, the crew, yeah. was amazing. That's great. They were amazing people. The they, they, love boat. That's good. They were. I mean, even if they had a bad day, they didn't show it. They were. Wow. They bent over backwards to make you happy, and they were very efficient and very hardworking. And that was great. The food was crap. Did you go to the buffets? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was awful. And uh, did you watch the? I told you to watch the belly flop contest. Did you watch that? I, they didn't have one. They didn't. No, oh. there was no belly flop contest. I did went, a guy walk around saying more <clears throat> rum, more fun? No. Oh no, well, you went on a shitty cruise. Uh, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. The cruises I, mean, I went on were awesome. It, it was great being with the family, and yeah. but the I wish we were in a cabin in the mountains somewhere. Wow. So the cruise ship dynamic for me, I yeah. know a lot of people. It, they're it's their it does float their boat, right? But it doesn't float my boat. How was the excursion? 
Like getting uh, off? We, and- getting off was okay. You have to sort of wait and check out yeah, and right. show your ID. I went snorkeling in Cabo with my niece and my wife. That was pretty cool. That's great. I saw some whales and yeah. all the creatures of the deep. Did you do the tequila tasting? Uh, no. Oh. One thing that was weird, and they don't tell you this, is that the carnival ship has its own time zone. So it isn't on the same time as the land that you're going. So it's an hour behind. Or if you go down Mexico and you're now going past the date line where it's two hours ahead, then the ship is two hours behind. So my sister booked a tour that we were supposed to be on this tour at 10 o'clock. But 10 o'clock, Puerto Vallarta time. Right. Because the ship went to Cabo and Puerto Vallarta. Right. But the ship is on its own time. So the ship is two hours off. So by the time that you get Jesus. off the ship, you're late by two hours. <laughs> and they don't tell you that. So we oh, had to cancel no. it. And, oh, no. And it never happened. And Oh, geez. So we had to get off. And, and once you get off the boat, I mean, it's, it's, they're just there waiting for you. They're just saying, you want, you want this, you want this, and a tour, and a this, and that. Did you so, have an iguana sit on your shoulder? Uh, didn't have an iguana sit, but we went into the rainforest. Oh, we wow. We just hired a driver with myself uh-huh. and uh, my parents and my wife and went into the rainforest in a van for the day. Now, so. how are your folks moving around as old folks? Uh, you know, they're slow. Yeah. They're slow. It was a lot of no elevators. No canes, though. No canes. That's great. No, they can move. Yeah. It was just, you know, they don't like a lot of stairs. And and Sheila got the news about her beloved brother because they were very close. Yeah. Midway through the cruise. Right. So how did that affect yeah. things? Sheila, my stepmother, within two days of the cruise, got the notice that her brother died. Yeah. So we're on the cruise. We can't really go back. So now she has to sort of put on a happy face and enjoy it as much as she oh. can in the back of her mind knowing her brother died. Oh, boy. So that was that was tough. So was was she crying? Was yeah, she... I mean, if she was upset, yeah. you know, but she put on a good face. Wow. She tried to have as much fun as she can. Wow. So that was my New Year's. Any entertainment? Did you there, see comedians? There, or... We saw comedians. Actually, I have to admit, the comedian we saw, cannot from, I don't remember the guy's name. He was really funny. Oh, good. The, that so was good. we had some laughs. We had some laughs. And we saw a movie. Uh, they had a movie night. What movie? And, uh, what did we see? We saw... Um, the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> um, it was the movie that was uh, Spider-Man 3, I think. Oh, with Paul Giamatti as Rhino? No, maybe it was 2 then. Oh, with uh, Dr. Octopus? Yeah, I think it was that That's guy. That's a weird choice. It was a, Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus? Was it that one? Or no, was it Spider-Man Homecoming with Ho- Michael Keaton as the Vulture? That's what it was. Ah, how Michael- was it? Eh. Yeah, I don't watch superhero movies. Yeah, it was that wasn't the. Best I love one. Michael Keaton. Yeah, I mean, I used to collect comic books, but yeah, no, but no. we did it. Yeah. It was all right. You know, we were frankly counting down the days. Oh, you know, it was great being with the family, <laughs> but we're done with the. Cruise but wait ships. a minute! I told you to go stand up on top of the. Cruise we did at night. We did. And, and we actually did that. That was the one cool right? thing we did was that there was a big party for New yes. Year's and it was a crowd of people on deck nine, yeah. the Lido deck. Yeah. So we went to deck 10 because we didn't want to be in the crowd, but we yeah. were looking down on the crowd. Yeah. And as we walked up, a guy says, look up at the sky. Yeah. And there was a full moon. But you know how sometimes there was a full moon and there's a ring around the moon? Yeah. This ring was enormous. Whoa. It was like... The planet Saturn. Wow. It looked like a full moon with a gigantic, huge ring around it. Holy shit. Never seen anything like it. That's cool. In the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And then we were looking down at the party going down. That was kind of a cool night. Then it was midnight and we went to sleep. Ah. See, I, uh, when I went on the Mexican Riviera, I, uh, 
let's just say I hooked up with a guy who got me an authentic, my first ever Cuban cigar. Oh. So my wife said, you know, I understand that this is a very big deal to you because <laughs> I love cigars. And uh, I'd never had a Cuban and, you know, have at it. So I went up to the top of the ship. It wasn't a carnival. I think we were on something much better, but celebrity or something. So I'm at the top of the ship out in the middle of the Mexican Riviera. No moon, all stars. And I start smoking this Cuban cigar. And it's a big, dark, you know, moist. Big, fatty. Moist. 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 Brown. Aromatic, woven by masters cigar. Lorenzo, I, I've never done LSD, but I began to trip harder than I've ever tripped. Oh, it made you high. Oh, yeah. And all I'm, do- it was laced with something. And all I'm doing is lying on a lounge chair, staring at the endless verse atop a luxury cruise liner in the middle of, with, with like, the, the, the weather was so perfect. It was like 72 with little hints of 58, like breezes. Wow. While well, you're getting this major buzz off I'm this cigar. I'm just lying back in a lounge chair, <clears throat> staring upward, and I am in ecstasy. So I had a very different experience than you. I did not have that experience. And I got off and did tequila tastings. And are you kidding? Mazatlan? It was unbelievable. Wow. We went far from the ship, all the way up to this remote village where all we did was... Like, you know, eat authentic food, hang out with locals, play with the kids. Like, you know, they're down playing darts, not darts, dice or whatever, you know. I mean, it was so authentic. Like the purest, most remote Mexican village. And then having, you know, these gourmet tequilas that they make. Uh, well, not gourmet, but for them it's gourmet. And then you have a siesta, and it's like you wake up and you don't know where you are. And it's like holy shit! It's five thirty, the sun setting. I got to get back to the ship. Wow, it's great. I might, in my mind, pretend that I had that experience. <laughs> Instead, you're seeing Spider-Man movies. I'm seeing Spider-Man movies, and what I'm- was the worst food item you ate? Um, <laughs> the only one. Um, no, I'll have them all, but like... You know, I mean... Uh, you blocked it all out. Yeah, pretty much. It was all crap. See, listen to me very carefully. If you're going to do a podcast, you're supposed to take note. You can't just go over vaguely. You're supposed to get detailed. <laughs> I didn't. this is a theater of the mind experience. All right. So if I ask you what your worst food is, you're supposed to say, oh, okay, so... Wednesday morning, I wake up, we go to the buffet, I have these eggs, and for some reason, I thought it was cheese on top of them, but it was another kind of smegma entire. Now you're creating entertaining content. For you to just sit there and disappoint me by going, I don't remember what bad food I I blocked it all out because it was one gigantic... I'm trying to make this story interesting. (laughs) Will you start taking notes? I will take notes of all the crap food that I eat on cruise ships. Have I taught you nothing about this format? I guess you've taught me nothing. (laughs) You're the worst teacher ever. Oh, it was well, crap. But I'm you know sorry what? You had I, a I, 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 I'm glad you had fun with the family. I did. I did. It was good you, being together. You love your dad. I you do. You and your dad are so. Cl- I'm we so are. jealous. Yeah. Because my dad, I do have a great dad. My dad died before I was born. I know. And I look at you and your dad. I'm like, oh, they have what I want. They have the best. They're, you guys are friends. We are. We're buds. You like you call each other up and just talk. Talk. Yeah. It's so great. Yes, we're lucky. And he's doing well. He's doing very well. He's going to be 82 this year, and he's doing great. Wow. And he's tall. Well, he's 6'2". Oh, I must admit, as time goes on, uh, gravity's starting to... Yes. He's starting to... I've noticed that. He's hunching over. He's hunching over? Yeah, he's like the hunchback. (laughs) A little Quasimodo action. Oh, we love Victor. Yes, we do. 
Well, I'm sorry it didn't work out. I had an amazing trip. Tell me. New Year's. I went, uh, we decided six days, uh, half of it in Los Olivos, which is sideways country. So we stayed at the newly refurbished former windmill inn, Sideways Inn. Now, this is one of your favorite movies of all oh, time. Oh, it's, it's, it's a soul picture. It's definitely in my top five. If anyone's never seen Sideways, you got to see it. So right there is all the iconic, because that film, uh, especially uh, Rex Pickett, the novelist that the film was based on, he wrote three novels of these characters, uh, Jack and Miles, uh, and all their shenanigans in wine country. Uh, so this really put uh, or revitalized Buellton and uh, Los Olivos and Solvang. That whole region is just sideways country now. So we stayed at the Sideways Inn, and I got to tell you, it was great because they had fire pits. And I, I, I don't have a lot of experience sitting around in a, uh, I, I mean, I love, I used to camp, so, you know, you'd make a fire, but you never really, they had these beautiful chairs. Uh, what are those called? Those big wooden Johnnies that are like beach chairs, but mm-hmm. they're made of wood. Right. They're a certain kind of chair. Okay. It's, and, and you but they're s- made for the outside. You, yeah, you sink down into them. Yeah, they're weatherproof. And you're sitting around a blazing fire pit, and you're watching the spirits dance in the flames. Loved it. So you get your wine. I wrote down the three new wineries I went to. Now, did you make the fire yourself? No, no, no. They, okay, so they make a fire every night. They make a fire every night. And, and it's so great because... The sideways in, the, the room was great. You got a little free shitty breakfast in the morning. And it's attached to some place called, uh, what the hell was it called? Oh, my God. Flying Flags RV Park. So I'm into, like, you know, classy camper vans. I'm into looking at RVs. I go to RV shows. I'm into that whole, like, I want to hit the road in an RV. Airstreams like, and all that stuff. Lot, well, Airstreams are a little... They're overpriced and okay. a little small. Oh. Uh, but like, I'm Albert Brooks in Lost in America. We, I, well, let's touch Indians, you know. So uh, we took walks at night with the dogs through this RV park. And dude, here it is. It's, you know, New Year's. It's the ass end of the holiday season. So you've got all these RVs that have been there since before Christmas. And they have setups you wouldn't believe. Awnings and grills and their own fire pits and Christmas trees and weird little lights. And I got so into just checking out the setups. Right. I mean, they're bringing sort of like their McMansion dynamic into the RV park. Yeah, but they get so creative. The thing that kind of got on my nerves after day one uh, was the fact that, and I love kids, but wow, there were a lot of children, uh, you know, because it's the holidays and kids aren't going to school, so right. they bring their kids. So a lot of big wheels and bikes and kids and noise. And I couldn't tell if this park, I mean, they had one corner over there is for, you know, your high-end cabins, one's for your more affordable cabins. You know, cabins over here is like a Caribbean pool scene, and in the middle, it's just like this apocalyptic world, right? Where everyone is living it's in a RV. free for all. And- but I don't know if they have an adult section and a kids section because it seemed like the section we kept walking through was inundated with kids. And that was the only thing that was kind of annoying. So I, I have to think forward to if I get into this RV culture, I got to remember to hook up at places where they're <laughs> where, when when kids are in school, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, oh my god, it was so beautiful and. Um, so we, we discovered Sunstone Winery. That was day one. Unbelievable titles. And then there was Artiste Winery. That's in downtown Los Olivos. Dude, you get to try wine, all kinds of wine, lots of blends, lots of blends, while you paint 
and or draw. So wow, I was they give you a canvas or a canvas and paint. I don't really paint. I don't like painting, but I tried it. So I painted like Robert Smith of the Cure, and you're standing there, you know, drinking wine and painting. Well, people are bound to come up and look at what right. you're painting. So I had an audience. So I'm sitting here painting Robert Smith of the Cure. I had this audience, this totally hot chick with a ring of flowers in her hair, comes up to me and goes, it's my birthday. Can I have that? Whoa. I said, of course, because I didn't want it. So I tore it off and I gave it to her and took a little photo with her. So that's a really cool place. That was very cool. That's very fun. Yeah. And then Edna Valley, just unbelievable tasting room. It's huge and glassy. And you're staring out over endless vineyards, and that place we hit on the way back, and I need to go uh, back there. But the one place that was a knockout, and this was on New Year's Day, there's a place up there. You would love it. It's called, I believe it's called Hamala Beach. That's with a J. Okay. So it turned out on New Year's Day, which we didn't know, all the wineries were closed. I thought they'd all be open. I was wrong. The wine, uh, Lumpuk Wine Ghetto that we went to. Right. All closed. Right. Well, they're all hung over from the night before. Right. But I thought, good business day. You know, you got a lot of people. I was wrong. So, uh, and I don't really know Los Olivos, Santa Barbara wine country as well as I know Paso. So I didn't know what the hours were going to be. So we, we decided, fuck it, we'll drive all the way out to the water and just look at the ocean because uh, there's the coastline there. And Nicole says, well, we can go check out this Hamala Beach. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, it's one way in, one way out. It's like a windy road that takes 50 minutes to drive. Oh. It's like the road to Hana in Hawaii. I'm right. Like, Holy shit. Let's do it. So we drive this windy road. Unbelievable drive. You get all the way out there, and there is a beach. It's the furthest portion of coastline in the central coast of California. It's the most remote. Mm. Okay. And, and it is like, I'm telling you, man, it's like Star Wars. Like, the beach was like a Star Wars beach. Like, I've never seen rock formations like this. I've never seen... I haven't seen a beach with tar on it since I was a kid. Just tar-splattered rocks, endless beach, cliffs, treacherous cliffs. And the Hamala Beach proper, once again, RV Park. And then there's this little bar and grill that serves these legendary hamburgers. Right. So now you're eating beach burgers, you're getting a big beer in your gut... You're looking at people and bikers, you know, you got all the Harley riders coming out and you got the Star Wars beach. Wow. Unbelievable. That sounds amazing. Oh, dude, it was so fucking fun. So fun. Wow. And then we continued further north to uh, Cayucas. Next year, New Year's, I'm going to be with you. <laughs> we know how to do it. Yes, you do. I'm telling you, we really do. And uh, God bless my wife because she is just such a good little navigator. She's an amazing researcher, too. She does the research. She knows exactly where to go. I say to her, hey, remember a couple years ago we went to that lavender field? I want to go there again. Great. She figures out where it is again. Boom, we're at the lavender fields. You know, I mean, we spent so much money on lavender. <laughs> lavender soaps and everything, everything underwear. Lotions and, uh, and I tell you what, and this is uh, one thing that I wanted to start out before we went to death. <laughs> This is the time I of year. I thought you would love to go to death. This is the time of year that I love the most because if you're in SAG or any of these unions, you get screeners. 
and it's all of the movies that are being nominated and you get to watch them and you get to choose who you want for, you know, you get a ballot and a whole, you get to vote. So I vote for the SAG Awards every year, whatever. I don't care about the voting. I just want the free movies because right. I'm paying the fucking dues. And I thought about you because, I, you know, I, I brought some movies over for you. But you did. Like, Thank you very like, much. I was like, he always says, no, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't like watching TV. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I tell you what, with all my injuries and ailments and setbacks physically, I have been couch bound. I'm, I've never been happier. I love moving around. <laughs> I swear to God. You've been I, a couch potato for a month. I love watching TV so much. I love it. That's like my new favorite thing. I've got to get things done. I, 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 I barely draw anymore. I, I've got... Uh, oh, dude, you got to change that. I've got production stuff to deal with because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting into this little thing I want to direct. You have a stack of dishes a, a mile high? No, no, no. That, the cleanliness is... is oh, okay. er, the that's, dishes that's are a always, constant. No, okay, no, no, thank God, because I'm not coming over if that's the truth. No, I swear, dude, I'm watching these screeners. Some of the best movies I've seen in years this year. This was an amazing year for film. And then, are you kidding me? You go over to the Netflix, all these, you can't keep up with it. There's so much good stuff. The world is so horrible. I just want to hide in my condo and watch. I can't do it because I seriously start to go crazy. But I'm the total opposite of you because you don't watch anything. Right. They just added a second season of El Chapo to Netflix. right, right. How am I going to get through 12 episodes of El Chapo before Thursday? Oh, you'll do it. Oh, you will. I won't. I'm, this is my point. I love it so much, I can't do it. Cancel your trip. I'm not a good TV watcher. I love doing it. It's my favorite thing now. I can't get enough of it, but I start to go crazy. I get very antsy. Well, you have things to do, which is <laughs> I why don't, I... I don't want to do anything. All right. What's the point? We're all going to die uh, this year. There's going to be a bomb <laughs> dropped on us. Really? I mean, this oh. maniac in the, in, in the White House is leading us to... to he wants it all to end. Yes, he that's, does. That's his... Well, he wants it to end enough, but he still wants a, a, a post-presidential TV show. <laughs> he, he wants enough people around to at least get an audience for his, the Trump show. Listen, for, forget everything. For the, for the three people who listen to this show... Forget the future. It's not going to happen. We've learned this firsthand. This year started out with a terrible death in our family, Lorenzo and mine. Forget the future. Just live and get yourself a nice TV, mount it on the wall, get yourself a little speaker system, get yourself some great wines from the Central Coast, (laughs) and just watch stuff. No, I'm not saying that that doesn't sound amazing. It actually does. Maybe you you might convert me. Yeah. Like, I have so much to do, but when I get home, I'm going to try to get at least one episode of El Chapo in. Okay. <laughs> Which means four, yeah. basically. No, no, seriously. I like, but, and, I, and I think you would love these drug cartel shows. I'm not saying so I wouldn't narcos. love it all. I'm sure I would love everything. It's not that there's not... Pablo Escobar, come huge, on! The, the, the amount of quality on TV and yes. film right now is stellar. Stellar. I just don't have all that time. That's great. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, like, uh, Narcos, for example... Let's just say, and, and I'm going to give a spoiler away, it's based on history, so if you don't like what I'm about to say, uh, don't listen, but Pablo Escobar is in the first two seasons, right? and you know, Pablo died. Right. Well, they added a third season, and what are you going to do with no Pablo? It's probably uh, just as good- Son of Pablo? As the first two. No, you would think. Right. But there are other guys. See, there were uh, so many guys. Right. There were the five kings, the kingpins. All the guys that wanted Pablo's business, and you're getting into all their... And they're fighting amongst themselves to get the lion's share of the Lorenzo, territory. And- before you know it, 
months have gone by of your life that are gone. <laughs> My life, because I'm watching these shows. So you're enjoying yourself. And I don't miss it. You're closer to death than most. I don't miss it. I don't miss, oh my God, I just burned through three seasons of Narcos. I don't miss that time. It's gone. (laughs) Do you feel your blood stagnating in your body? No, I'm telling you. Are your brain cells on hold, not regenerating as much? No, I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm very stimulated. So it's educational. No, I'm telling you why I'm bad. I can't sit for too long. Plus, it doesn't, you know, I have. Barney Fife, the chug now, who you finally met. That's my, right. My little chihuahua chug. You have a chug. brand new chihuahua he's chug. A, he is a little spitfire. That dude's got to hit the streets. He he's needs to cutie. walk. He needs to walk. He's a he's half chihuahua, half pug. Yes. He's a chug. He's a chug, and he's amazing, and, he, he, and he's great for us. And Malcolm is spry again, so I have to take my dogs out, man. Right. I got to take power. At watch. least you're moving. And listen, you think my wife's going to allow me to sit down all day watching TV? Yes. No, no. not my wife. She's cracking the whip. She's crack. I can't. I don't even turn my TV on. So until she doesn't five even. O'clock. She doesn't sit down and say, "Hey, let's watch." Uh, you know. You know. Pablo. She promised me she would. We we had a a, a great storm. Remember a great storm that came in? Yeah. Last week, mm-hmm. and uh, it wiped out everything. Blinding sheets of rain, and I said, "Here's an opportunity. Why don't we do two screeners today? This is like a big deal because she doesn't do double features. Because that would be sitting on your couch for four hours. Yeah, and she. <laughs> And she goes, she goes, that sounds good. Are you kidding? She was working all day long. Of we course. only got one movie. Of she course. promised me the moon and the stars. She gave me nothing. Uh, yeah. So I just wound up watching some El Chapo while it rained. And we're on the fourth floor. You can just hear the rain pounding. And then you think it's acid rain. Right. Because everything <laughs> is apocalyptic right now. Of course. <laughs> At least in your mind. Especially you're watching El Chapo. El Chapo! I mean, your dreams must be amazing. Do you dream that you're being hunted by a drug cartel? Yes. Yes. I, I have a terrible fear of chainsaws. <laughs> terrible. Uh, all these years you of You should have a face. terrible fear of drug dealing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> God. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't steal from these guys. No. That's the worst thing you can do. Right. I don't care if it's a taco shell. Do not steal from drug cartel guys. Right. You'll get it. Now, I know you're not a big resolution guy, but I am going to ask the proverbial New Year's question. It's now 2018. (laughs) Do you want to do anything different? Do you want to achieve anything? Is it just, I want to watch more TV? Uh, You know, I know that you got some cool things happening on the business voiceover end. Is it just, you're just living day to day. Are you living more of a Hilton Silverman existence? Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to be that. I love Hilton, but I don't want to emulate that. No, okay. no, no. I, I, I did not make resolutions. All right. I, I mean, obviously, I want to be more fit. I, 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 with all you of You want to be more fit? Like watching 18 hours of with, TV? With, is you're not, you more fit. I, guess, I guess I'm not clear to you that I'm telling you that it's hard for me to do that. I have to yes. move. But the point is, uh, I've actually dropped uh, some weight. All right. And I have been moving around more, but I, I have been incapacitated. With a pinched nerve. Right, and the foot a thing. A sprained ankle. <laughs> fucking falling I, apart. I, you know, I got the accident, so my back, you know, I got arthritis in my right foot. <laughs> fucking the- Which your wife called the gout. Are you sure it's not the gout? <laughs> I don't have the... I'm not Henry VIII. I, I'm not that much of a slug. I'm not Jabba the Hutt. I'm moving. Right. I'm moving my body. But you're one to talk. We'd have guys, Dan, you come over nine hours we're watching stuff. That's true. But that's like, you know, once every... Three months. Eight months. I love how uh, I said eight and you said three. Well, it feels like Because we haven't done it in so long. Because we're doing this, you know, a freaking podcast. I understand. Right. But no, what are your resolutions? Oh. Uh, I just... More Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> my life, 
I, I don't have a resolution. I'm like you. I just, I live my life, try to live it day by day. Yeah. I want to make a lot of music. Yeah. And I want to see more of the world. I yeah. want to be healthy. I want to move. I don't want to watch a bunch of TV, but I do want to be entertained. Yeah. I mean, I want to be as creative as possible. That's all beautiful, man. That's all really it. This I mean, is, it, this is why it saddens me that you you couldn't even enjoy like even if the cruise was shit, like you couldn't even. There were pockets enjoy. of enjoyment. I, it wasn't seven days of crap. I did everything it. for me is like a Gonzo journalism experiment now. All like right. Every adventure has to be that. You've got to find the humor in everything. Right. I tried. I tried. Yeah. But th- but there were moments where. You know, just regarding all of the people you think that would be on that kind of cruise yeah. were. Of course. And it was just. And you're stuck behind them walking down a long oh hallway my God. to the buffet. A- absolutely. And then the buffet, dude. Come on. It's a nightmare. It it's is. A, it's a Ralph Steadman drawing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But, you know, again, attitude is everything. I didn't have a bad attitude. Right. I had a bad attitude before the cruise. Yeah. But once I got on the cruise, it's like, I have to change my right. mind or I'm going to be, you know. Uh, living and the they hell. have gyms on the cruise. Did I was in out? the gym. I did. I did work out. Yeah. I worked out in the gym. I went in the jacuzzi every yeah. night. Uh, one night with my dad, we had a nice talk in the That's jacuzzi. Great. I went snorkeling with my niece. I um, slept. Active. Hey, <laughs> I listen, try to be active. So that's the thing. So there you go. I just got the green light from the Cairo f- during this treatment. You know, I can. Up the cardio, you know, I and I and I did like. So yes- you're getting better. Oh, yesterday I took a uh, we took a an hour long super walk. Oh, there you go. Done, and I got so you're new not shoes. this decrepit skeleton. No, but I keep telling you that and you're not listening to me. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm telling you that I love watching TV. So all my free time, all I want to do is all I want to do is that. I can't do it. All I want to do is that because I love it so much. I understand. TV's the greatest. I understand. Uh, the desire is there, but you still have to be an active. Engaged human yes, being. You can't yes. be a slob I'm watching every show content, ever made. But right now, like I, I still can't lift weights yet. I, 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 which is really driving me crazy. Yeah, I can't. They're telling me I can't. All these doctors, you can, take it easy. Take it easy. Well, you don't want to, you know, break a rib. Well, or you don't wanna... I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not that <laughs> fragile. I'm just saying. No, I, we're not gonna be Hilton. We're we're gonna start moving our body again Good. in the new year. Well, it is the new year. Uh, and boy, oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna treat television as a reward. That's a great attitude. Make sure that and I. But see, I did that before. You know, it's like having one thing of chocolate. I'm yes. only gonna have one as my little reward. But then the box is gone. I am not gonna call anyone out. I'm not gonna name names. But we both know. I have a very dear friend. You know him very well. He watches TV. 24-7. Right. That's all he does? Yeah. That's all he does. And this is... And he's a really creative guy. Oh, he's extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that he watches it 24-7. The TV never goes off. Oh. He falls asleep. That's the one thing. I Can you sleep with a fucking TV? No. No! 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 Other friends of mine, they have the TV. It has to be in the bedroom on. We have a TV in it's, the bedroom. So they, if, You know when it goes it's on? It's like a voice talking in the background. Yeah. For them. I guess. You know when it goes on? No. If there's a high-speed chase and I'm in bed, I'll watch that on the TV in the bedroom. The TV in the bedroom is always off. Mm-hmm. It's never on. It, I cannot have a TV putting me to sleep. And they'll set the alarm. Our friend who watches TV 247 doesn't set the alarm. But, you know, oh, my God. I, I, I would be stuck with my grandma having to sleep in bed with her when I was growing up, when my mom would drop me off. And she would have the TV on all night. It drove me nuts. I can't have it. And then you wake up in the morning and like it's back in the day, it was like, you know, whatever. We had five channels and then snow. And then like you'd wake up bleary eyed at 
at 4.30 a.m. and it would be the sign-off. It would right. be like the national anthem or something. It would be the test pattern. <laughs> I can't do it! No. So listen, if, you, if, if you're listening and you fall asleep to a TV, stop it. It's bad for you. Yeah, turn, turn, turn all it media off. off. I don't have a phone by my bed charging at night. I have it in the living room. I'm, I'm done with the phone. I turn it off. Turn it off. Well, you turn it off. We're at the fix and this guy's turning it off. I'm outside texting him. Sorry, I had to get out of there. The guy next to me. And the whole time you weren't getting the text because the phone was in the car. I'm there to see a concert, not look at my phone. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, you're at the Canyon Club and, uh, watching the fix. There's a difference. I can understand if you're paying big bucks at the bowl. It's not a big bucks issue. I, I want to enjoy music, not my phone. It's too hot in that place. All right, we're not going back. <laughs> well, it depends on who it is. <laughs> who, who's, who's on the lineup? I, I have no clue. Oh, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Ah, well, I hope it's a good year for you. Do you want to have any spoiler alerts now that we're after the New Year's? You know, we, you mentioned this before. This is not um, telling a secret that you are now the voice of Chester Cheetah. Yeah. All right. It's been great. So what's happening for uh, 2018 in the world of Chester Cheetah? Oh, well. What can we look forward to? Oh, God. Well, listen, I mean, uh, I've recorded many commercials. And that are yet to be aired. Yes. And this is there TV, are some airing now. TV and web or mostly web? No, no, no. This is this is like movie theaters. Oh, wow. This is like big. Commercial. So you go to the movies and you see a Chester Cheeto, a Chester Cheetah ad or four Cheetos. It's right. you. Yes, yes. Great. Um yeah, and there's commercials airing now and and we just had a, a, a unbelievable well we. I mean there was the uh okay. Go online and type Cheetos Teach Me How to Curl. Did you see the music video? I did. It's awesome. It was fantastic. It's awesome. So I uh, got that going. And uh, hey, man, December, I was recording Chester like crazy. Wow. I hope there's a lot more of that this so, year. So yeah, no, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And um, hey, listen, even the work I did in December, you know, that'll carry through. And, and I, I've got this, uh, you know, it's funny. We, we talked about that uh, documentary that I was making on my... Um, High school drama teacher. Right. I still have that footage and I was putting it all together, but unfortunately, um, a certain member of the Hollywood community who was involved in the story of, well, Kevin Spacey, okay? Right. <laughs> well, once he got in trouble, it kind of it kind of put a real uh, damper on my doc. Was he mentioned in the doc? Oh, there's so much about him in the doc that oh. it, it kind of ruined my uh, Your impetus libido. to do it. Yeah. No, no, it ruined the... the it ruined the 45 minutes I had precisely cut. Oh. Yeah. And they recut it now. No, no, no. I'm not doing it as a movie anymore. Are you going to get Christopher Plummer to play Kevin <laughs> Spacey in your doc? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm still, I still got the, the footage. Right. I'm just doing, I'm not making a, a movie about it anymore. Oh, okay. I'm just doing little segments. Fucking Kevin Spacey. Oh, dude. Let's just say it got ruined. Oh, okay. So I'm, I got that, and I'll get back to that. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've got um, a project that I'm going to be uh, directing that I'm really excited about oh. in, the, in the coming months. You can't say what it is? No, it's just a little horror web series oh, that right. uh, my oh, that's friend cool. Brett Pearsons and I uh, wrote together. That's and, cool. I look forward to that. Yeah, we're going to do that. So no, I'm going to be productive. I'm not just going to be sitting there, you know. Watching El watch. Chapo forever. Uh, yeah, there's only 12 episodes. Right. Once that's over, it's like, all right, I guess I better get up and go make something. Right. I I will make something good. substantial. So you're going to have a very creative year yourself. Of course. Well, good. No, I can't not be creative, you lunatic. I'm just saying that television is the greatest thing in the world. Right now. <laughs> Today. Today. It's the greatest thing in the world. Until your brain explodes and, and drips out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Screeners. Movies. 
this shape of water is beautiful. It is. The disaster artist. I can't wait to see it. Hilarious. Are you kidding me? This Florida project? Uh, you got to see that one. I'll, I'll get you that one. Give me that one. So good. There's there's an amazing uh, just string of great films all, all together. Of a sudden, you go from nothing but crap coming out for years. Now you've got everything was saved up. Get for, out. That Amazing. Get Out was great. Get Out. No, I I'm love really, Get Out. No, I'm telling you to Get Out. Okay. No, no. Get Out was great. Loved it. That, yeah. That kid. Phenomenal. Daniel Cunha. Just the story. Oh, The way wow. it was written and shot and directed. Way, that's by Jordan Peele of Phenomenal. Peele. He did a great job. He's a, he's a comic guy, and he made well, a beautiful, great, scary, chilling, great, just enough social commentary for me. Right. Not too much. Right. Just enough. Right. And just scary enough where it's not horror. Yeah. It's just scary, and it's all in your mind. Well. It's just a mind fuck, which is I, great. I'd say there were elements of horror. Yeah, elements, but not like the blood and guts kind of thing. Hmm. Not too much. Well, no matter what, don't see Darren Aronofsky's mother because that just put me in the fetal. I am still haunted by that film. It's extraordinary, but uh, are you going to watch that one? Yeah, I'm going to watch everything. Oh, Jesus. Well, now listen. Like you are with concerts, when you're watching a film at home, do you have the phone on? No. That's great. Me neither. No. That's good. I want to focus on what I'm watching. That's great. I want to experience But you've never the... been a big phone guy anyway. No, I'm not a big phone so guy. So that's you've already got that to your advantage. Yes. But I'm telling you, those of us, and I include myself, who have become addicted to their right. iPhones... And you post everything that happens to you. I do not. What are you talking about, well, me? Uh, well, you post a lot of what you think in the moment, because I read them. You watch a movie, and you comment on it. And you're walking down the street, and you comment on something, and you're commenting. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm okay. Well, if you're, if it's not interesting to you, no, I, I try say, to make it very interesting. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just yeah, but no, that's what you're you're, you're globbing me into all those idiots that you're making fun of all the time. Where I'm posting a picture of a hamburger. No, and no, no, I didn't say it's that. It's the same run. It's the same. No, run. it's not. I'm just saying that you. you People said actually like my movie reviews and listen to them and go see the movies. All right. People should actually be paying me. <laughs> Don't get defensive. All of a sudden, uh, oh, uh, I want to see Shape of Water because Max Cook. People actually come to me and say, "Hey, I want to know what you think." And if they say, "Oh, I want to see this movie." Uh, I say, let me know what you think. I engage with my people. So no, I, I'm not just posting. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say you did. You just said you were. A I don't post every thought of mine. That's what you just said I do. I said a lot of. What I take offense to that. All right. Offense? I don't do that. Okay. I don't post every thought. When's the last thought I posted? You, uh, I haven't, haven't read your post today. <laughs> I didn't log on today. I haven't posted anything today. All right. Because it's Martin Luther King Day. It is. And I feel we should be quiet and respectful to the reverend. And we should think about what he said. Thank you. About society. Thank you. That's what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> and then you're going to watch El Chapo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch heads get chainsawed off. Pretty much. Yes. That's right. I love that your wife is actually here today listening to me scream. You know, I, I try to, to book our times when yeah. she's not here, but I, I did ask her to be quiet, and she gracefully she's said... She's always quiet. She's locked herself in her room while well, we're Dude, doing it's this. not like she's not down three levels, but yeah. yeah. It's just funny how I'm, I, God knows what she's... Oh, God, he's yelling again. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, thanks for coming, Max. Get out of my house. Yeah. Well, Max, yes. it's great to see you. You too, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and please unfriend me from Facebook. I don't want you looking. I'm going to hide you from my post. Oh, you. that's not nope, fair. No, I'm hiding you. Oh, you're, you're mean. You, you don't get to be privy well, to Well, now my, you're just being mean to me. To my content. My oh. content, it's not that great, but it, it has its moments. All right. You didn't see the inflatable Santa train? Not yet, no. <laughs> well, I don't go to Facebook all the time. Good, good. Stay off Facebook. <laughs> don't go near my stuff. You're not welcome. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
And on that note, Happy New Year to you, Max. Happy New Year. I hope it's a good year, at least of, of health. You too, You know, brother. I hope that you get healthier. And uh, that, all right. Uh, all right. We're, we're done. And all get right. off the fucking couch. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Death is terrifying and wonderful. It is the beginning and the end of all that is physical. The soul enters the body to experience the physical realm. In doing so, it forgets who and where it came from and who it really is. From the beginning of life to the end, the soul seeks to remember who it really is. It does this through life experiences. Life force, you must believe in your humanity, but you must believe also in your divinity. Your divinity is your real truth. What is an angel but a pure loving light that has come to learn its identity? You call me master, but what am I really? I am just a reflection of you. The difference is that I recognize my divinity and am in love with it. You do not. You come to me because you long to discover your true self. I reflect to you who you are, but you are afraid to accept what you know is the truth. So I am going to be your master until you accept who you are. When you accept your divinity, we will become masters to each other. If you wish to find your true self, say to yourself often, I am. These words will guide you to your truth. Don't you see that inside all beings are masters? Even the worst of humankind has hidden in their core a divine master. Most humans have closed themselves off from their divinity. It may take many lifetimes to begin to open that which has been cemented over, but eventually the concrete begins to crack and the tiny rays of light begin to shine through. The outcome is assured. Every human will evolve into that light that is their true essence.